Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Well, uh, like I said last week, so so Pastor Joe hit 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 the prayer, and let me tell you, it was I mean, it was it was awesome. I had never heard a sermon like that on prayer. It was epic. I was, Leilani was like, she was like shaking hours after, I mean, at home. She was like, I'm still, I'm still shaking right now. It was epic. Um, So when Pastor Caleb asked me, um, when he voluntold me to preach on Sunday, (laughs) he goes, he he always says this, he goes, do you have something? And even my daughter said, yeah, I do. I got something. Uh Uh-huh. I got, I had nothing, you know, but I'm not gonna tell him. I'm, I got, some, I got something. Come on, always ready. So the Lord's like, all right. We talked about prayer. Now we gotta talk about action. Amen. Amen. We talked about prayer. Now we gotta. I mean, I don't know. There's a quote. I don't know by who. You need to help me out. But it, but it basically says, pray like it all depends on God, and you go out and do it like it all depends on you, and then He'll meet you, right? Pray like it all depends on God, and then you go out and do it like it all depends on you. And the Lord will meet you there. Amen. So we're going to talk about something that we do here every Wednesday, and that's soul winning, right? We're going to talk about power to be a witness. You have the power to be a witness for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And it can't be, you know, obviously we meet here every single, every single Wednesday, but it um, can't be a program. It has to be a passion to you. Everything Jesus did was he was moved. He was pushed by, com- by the compassion that he had in his heart. Amen. And so he was almost like he was drawn to people that were hurting, that were sick, by the compassion that was in his heart for them, right? And so it's, that's, that's the same thing with us, right? Like how, how, do we, how do we show the love of God to somebody that we just want to shake? <laughs> you know, how do, we go to, how do we show the love of God to someone that's like, man, I need to... This is what's wrong with you. One, two, three, four, five. You go down the list of everything that's wrong with their life, and you're just like, oh, I need to tell them. But how, how is it that you can show the love of God? It's with the compassion of the Lord. It's with the compassion of Jesus. You see them from the finished work of the cross. You see them as Jesus sees them. You see them, you see them blessed, successful. You see them with a good family, good marriage, right? That's how you see people. That's how Jesus saw them. He's like, I'm here to... Go, go to the cross for you, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he was so humble about it. Jesus was so humble. He was so humble. I remember the story of um, the two disciples. I believe it was, um, I don't know if it was James and John, but they came to Jesus and they said, hey, um, you know, can we sit with you when you enter into glory? And, you know, Jesus was like, you're not ready, you know, you're not ready to drink from this cup. You don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. And then he says, that's not even my call. <laughs> this is Jesus, the one that would die for our sins, telling them it's not even my call. He was so humble. He goes, that's my father's call. That's not even my call if I get to sit in glory. That's not even, I'm just here to, I'm just obeying what he's telling me to do. After that, I don't know. That's not my call if I'm even going to sit at his right hand. Come on. That's, he was so humble, man. He was so humble. And then the disciples start attacking them. Well, how dare you? 
How dare you ask Jesus that? How dare you? And then they argued for a little bit, and then they asked Jesus, well, who's the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus says, it's the one who serves. For I've not come to be served, but I've come to serve. Who's the greatest in the kingdom? The one who serves. Man, I love Jesus. That's epic. Right? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Whew. So the heartbeat, the heartbeat of the Lord is souls, right? The heartbeat of this ministry is souls. We're, we're about the harvest. We're about souls. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 in the Amplified says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ, for it is the power. It is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm assurance, firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel means good news. Good news, right? We're surrounded, we're, we're pumped, in a, we're just pumped with bad news all the time. Well, I have good news. Salvation is coming to your house today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. People are hungry. People are hungry for the Lord. People are hungry for something. People are hurting. Hallelujah. Things are happening in their lives, and you're walking around here with the answer on the inside of you. Hallelujah. It's, it's time. It's time. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time to share the gospel like never before. It's time to lay hands on the sick like never before. It's time to see people. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray we come back to the time where, Lord, our, we're just so filled with you and your presence, Lord, that our shadow heals people, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And what's the biggest thing that the enemy uses when it comes to, like, sharing your like sharing your faith, right? What is it? Fear. That's what he, that's the, that's his, he doesn't have a lot of tricks in his book. He's, he's like a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't do a lot. You know, he just comes with fear and that's his biggest thing. Oh, well, you know, um, you know, they're going to reject you. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, you know, they're going to, well, whatever. You know what I mean? They're, when, honestly, they're not really rejecting you, are they? I'm just doing what the Lord tells me to do. That's it. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my part. So they're not really rejecting you at all, right? Never move in fear. Never move in fear. The Lord moves in, the Lord moves in, in, in faith, and you're to move in faith, right? Like, you know, we, we were talking about this song by Corey, Corey Asbury, um, Reckless Love, and he's taking some heat for that song and everything. But if you, if you, if you hear him explain that word, he... The Lord loves us without any proof that we're going to love him back. There's no proof. He loves us without any proof. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. That's, he loves us so much without any reciprocity at all. He, he, he doesn't have the assurance of that reciprocity. He doesn't have the assurance to know that I'm going to love you back, Lord. But he just gives it and gives it and gives it and gives it. In, without any, that's that's crazy, hallelujah. And he and he has he has faith when he loves you that you're gonna love him back. So if the Lord moves in faith, he's not loving you with a fear that you're not gonna love him back. That's what we do, right? Like men, you know. So we do, you know. Like man, I don't know if she likes me. I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna try to ask her out. Men will never. I mean, men can't handle rejection. I'm telling you right now, our pride. Re- rejection? Woo. Men can't handle that. 
That's that. The, let me tell you, the first time I had my heart broken, it was like six years before I even spoke to another girl. I'm not going back there again. I'm not doing that. I'm not going through that again. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to have to know that I know that I know that I know that she like your boy. <laughs> and the Lord knew that. That's why Leilani was so aggressive. I was, took me by surprise. I was, it took me by surprise how aggressive she was. I was like, I had never seen anybody. I had never had a girl be aggressive with me. She's like, I like you. She didn't say it. Yeah, no, literally did like jumping jacks for me to notice her one day. She was. You ask her. I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm here. I'm here. I love you, babe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But that's how He loves us. He loves us without any assurance that we're not even going to love Him back. But he still, he gives it. He gives it every single time. Hallelujah. And that's what, you know. So don't do anything out of, don't move out of fear. Fear paralyzes you, right? Who's the author of fear and unbelief and doubt, right? Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies. That's the perfect name for him. Every time I see a fly in my house, I said, go back to your Lord, please. Go back to where he is. Get out of my room. Go back to your Lord. Hallelujah. Fear, fear will paralyze you. So, you know, like me, I don't go on tall buildings. I don't go on roofs. Let's go on the roof. For what? <laughs> Nothing on the roof for me. Nope. Not doing roofs. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I remember one time I, I interviewed for a job in New York with the union, you know, which is like a good job. And it was like an AC job. And, these, and I didn't know that AC units in New York were on the roof of these sky-rise buildings. So the, the, the foreman takes me upstairs, and we get to the roof, and I'm like, I see guys carrying sheets of metal. And I'm like, and the wind's blowing. And then I look over, and there's a guy hanging off the edge like this. Everything in me was just, like, shaking. Like, I was just... But fear paralyzes you. That's what fear does. It paralyzes you. Amen. Faith destroys fear, right? Faith crushes doubt, and faith eliminates unbelief, right? So never do anything, especially when you're going to lead someone to the Lord or you're going to approach someone. Yeah, you're going to be scared, but just do it anyway. Just understand that you're moving in the opposite spirit because fear will always cause you to pull back. Fear will always cause you to back down. I'll just be real transparent with you guys right now. We were at Crooked Spoon the other day eating lunch, and there was a table filled with Deaf people, and I knew they were deaf because they were all signing, right? And the Lord's like, go pray for them. And I was like, but I'm eating my hamburger right now. <laughs> go pray for them. And I'm like, oh, man. And you know what? I didn't go. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if all of them got healed right there? Oh, that would be a ruckus in that place. We would have had full-blown revival in that place. Dun, 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 dun. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> If they all got their hearing back right there, and I didn't do it, and I felt like dirt the rest of the day, like a couple days. And I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to not hear your voice anymore. Because really, that's what it is. You know what I mean? He's going to find someone else to pray for them. That's how the Lord is. 
But Lord, I don't want to, to, I don't want to stop hearing your voice. And you, you know what I mean? That's the biggest thing for me. I'm sorry. And I will, whatever you task me to do next time, I'll do it. For sure, for sure, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So don't move in fear. Everyone knows this. Don't make any decision in your life out of fear based on fear. Like if you're afraid of what's going to happen, you don't really know what's going to happen, don't do it. Don't make a decision. Move in. Just sometimes moving in faith means doing nothing. Just doing absolutely nothing. But this is going to happen. Oh, well. The the Lord got me. You know what I mean? It's plan Jesus or nothing. I'm going to fail. You know what I mean? Like I remember with us when the Lord, you know, told us to move from Tampa, had a nice job, you know what I mean? Was going to one of the, probably one of the best churches in, 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 in the whole world, and we were serving, and we, we were good. We were going to be good, you know what I mean? Happy, had a little house, had the kid. Nope, you, gotta, you, you, you have to move, have to move. Well, all right, Lord. So you go from there, and then you go to, like, your old bedroom. But now you're not by yourself. you got a wife and two kids. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mom. How you doing? I'm moving back in, and I've got, I've got company now. Man, but there was such a calm. There was such a peace over that whole thing. Like, yeah, there were, listen, there were times when I was like, all right, Lord. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> like, if this is what full-time ministry looks like, hmm. But really, it was the Lord, like, teaching me to, like, trust him. It was. And there were, listen, there were opportunities for, for me to earn. Absolutely. There were opportunities for me to earn. And it was almost like, all right, Lord, well, I'm going to do this. He would, it was almost like I was hooked up to like a, like a rubber band or something. He would sling me right back. And it was like, no, I'm teaching God to trust me. You want to do full-time ministry, don't you? Well, you got to have faith to do full-time ministry. So let's see. Let's see. You, you, you want to do it? Here you go. Voila. Here it is. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, but he's so faithful. Amen. He's so full of faith. He's faithful in the same way. Don't allow yourself to be, be, be paralyzed by, by, by fear, especially when it comes to, like, leading someone to the Lord. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Okay? So fear is a spirit, and that's where it needs to be dealt with in the spirit realm. It's, that's what it is. And it, it comes and tries to paralyze you. Amen. I remember the first time I went soul winning, my knees were, sh- uh, my knees were shaking. <laughs> I had never, I had been s- saved at nine, baptized at ten, and led someone to the Lord for the first time when I was like in my mid-20s, 26, 26, something like that. Something like that. Uh, you know, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, actually not. So when I grew up, evangelism was just handing out, handing out tracts. That was evangelism. Yep. And going around the neighborhood and, and putting flyers on the door. Yep. If someone answered the door, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got to talk to some. I got to speak to them. Literally, it was like you would sneak up to the door, put the flyer, and run out the thing. If someone answered, it was like, oh, Hi. I'm from the church around the corner. We got a movie night. You, 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 you want to come out? <laughs> they weren't coming out on movie night. Yeah. They weren't coming out. People do not walk into churches. They won't. You can invite them all you want. You can invite your unsaved neighbors all you want. You can invite, 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 invite. 
They might come for one service and then you won't see them again. But people don't necessarily just wander into churches. They don't. They don't. You've got to go where they are. You've got to go where they are. You've got to meet them, introduce Jesus to them where they are. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 14, 23, and the Lord said unto the servant, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Hallelujah. According to heaven, everyone is saved. According to heaven, everyone is saved. When the Lord looks at people, he sees them through the shed blood of Jesus. So according to heaven, everyone's saved. According to heaven, everyone's healthy. According to heaven, everyone, you know, there's, because there's no, there's no sickness in heaven. Right? There's, no, there's none of that stuff in heaven. So, so, so according to heaven, everything's, everything's dandy. It's our job down on the earth to do it. Amen. Jesus can't come back and hang on the cross again. It already happened. Amen. You know what I mean? The day of Pentecost already happened. Can't come back and have another day of Pentecost. It's all, it happened already. Amen. Right? We already have the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's not going to come again. He's here already, living on the inside of me and you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we had to compel the laws to come in. I remember I was in New York leading this guy to the Lord in New York, and we were, we were on the pavement, and I was trying to lead him to the Lord, and his annoying little friend just kept, like, trying to, like, interrupt me. You know what I mean? Kept trying to interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. And, and this will happen. One year soul winning, this will happen. Their phone's going to ring. Right, Trey? Their phone going to ring. It's just the weirdest time. Like, like literally, your phone could ring, like, 10 minutes ago. Now it's got to ring? Oh, man, I got to answer it. No, no, no. Just, just call him back. Call him back. You know what I mean? You got to have that boldness. But it happens. So anyway, so I'm trying to lead this guy to the Lord, and I got sick and tired of it. And the boldness of God, the boldness rose up in me. I, look, I, I said, if a car runs off this road right now and rams you through this store, where are you going to go? <laughs> and he sobered up quick. I said, yeah, that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it, man. That's the, that's the reality. And, yeah, um, he, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll thank you. And he said the prayer. But that bold, that, that compel, the word compel there means to strongly suggest. I strongly suggest, sir, you get saved today. You accept Jesus Christ into your heart today. Right? Strongly suggest compel. So we compel them to come in, right? Hallelujah. And listen, I, listen, I know. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's hard, but the more you do it, the more easier it gets. The more you start leading people to the Lord, the easier it gets to lead people to the Lord. It's just like anything, right? We're creatures of habit. So the more you habitually lead people to the Lord, the more boldness you're going to get. You know, and then you're hopping on city buses. Ooh, shababa, come on. Feel that one. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you're standing in front of 100 with a mic. It, hey, it can happen. It can happen. The Lord can do it. You got to be faithful with the little. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to, that, listen to that voice when it says, go speak to that one about me. Amen. No one's a lost cause. You have authority. You need to walk in it. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 28, 28 and Amplified says, let it be understood that you, then that this message of salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen to it. They will listen. They will listen. Even if they don't, it may not seem like they're listening, they're listening. Trust me, they're listening. When they lay their head on their pillow, you're going to come back to their mind. 
The Lord is pulling people. The Lord is drawing people. His spirit is drawing people. Hallelujah. If you preach to the Gentiles, if you preach to people, they will listen to it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you know you guys are all ministers? Every single one of you are ministers. You don't have to be in the necessarily fivefold ministry, which we love. You know what I mean? But all of you, every single one of us, our ministers. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Mark? Thanks for asking. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20 says this. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. It was God, personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. And committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. So we are Christ ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Man, it's thick up here. Listen, Uh, thank you, Jesus. You have a ministry. If you were once lost and now you're found, now it's, now it's time to multiply yourself, right? You're a minister. You're a minister of the gospel. Amen. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not ready. That's religion. Religion will always say you got to go to a, you know, you have to go to a five-year, you know, evangelism course, and you got to do this, and you got to get this certificate, and you got to have these hands laid on you and all this kind of stuff, and that's religion. The word says if I've saved you, if I've pulled you out of that miry clay, it's time for you to... Pull some other people out of there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You have a ministry. You are a minister of reconciliation. Thank you, Jesus. Remember what God has done for you. It's a, sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, man, um, I just want to tell you real quick what the Lord's done for me. And just start sharing your testimony. Just start sharing your testimony. And then Jesus, Jesus is going to show up because you're talking about him. Just, oh, I heard my name. I heard my name. He's there. You t- oh, you're talking about me? Oh, me? Oh, okay, I'm here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes it's just as simple as us telling people what the Lord's done for you. Sometimes it's just like the Lord will just, I remember I was, we were coming back from somewhere and we, we went to a tropical smoothie. And all I told the guy, I was like, hey, man, uh, I just feel like telling you that the Lord is with you. That's it. That's all I, that's, that's all I told him. And, th- and then he opened up like it was he opened up like a, it was like, eh, and then he opened, tell me the whole story, what's going on in his life. And that's all I did, said was, hey, man, I just want to tell you that, that who doesn't like to hear that the Lord's with them? So it, it, it wasn't even like a word of prophecy or <laughs> word of knowledge or anything. It was like, hey, man, the Lord's with you. Oh, man, you don't know. Blah, open up. Like, and then I was able to pray with him. It was awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And listen, we don't, we don't argue any doctrine, right? We don't do that stuff. I know, you know, no one here does that. We don't argue any doctrine, okay? 2 Timothy 2, 14, 23 says, Remind the people of these facts and solemnly charge them in the presence of the Lord to avoid petty controversy over words, which does not 
which does no good but upsets and undermines the faith of the hearers. So when you're leading someone to the Lord and they have some weird thing going on, they, they think, they're, they think they're, they're going to come back as a tree. Hey. All right. Tree on, brother. I don't know what to tell you. I love, all right, love you, man. Move on. Don't argue because then, you know, you're, 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 just, you're just running in mud and, and, and then actually people are walking by that are actually going to hell that, you can, that the Lord's actually sent you there for and you're arguing here with this person. You know what I mean? I remember this story, this guy, tell you a joke, this guy was like, well, what do you believe? You're going to come back? He's like, well, I believe I'm going to come back as a tree. You know, I'm going to, my, my body's going to go back to the earth and I'm going to come back as a tree. And then the guy said, yeah, and then, they, then they're going to cut you down and then print the Bible on you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Good old King James version on that guy. Bold. Thank you, Lord. Make him a study Bible. Play around. Hallelujah. We, we don't preach any rules. We don't preach any regulations. Amen. We don't argue any doctrine with anybody. Right? Move on. All right, bro. That's awesome. You're going to come back as a bird? Cool. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Great Commission, which has been said, it's not the Great Suggestion, but the Great Commission. Amen. Matthew 28, 19 to 20 says, go ye therefore. I would, you know, I wouldn't mind come back as a bird, though. Let me stop. I, I wouldn't mind flying, but it'll, it'll happen when we're in our glorified body. Let me stop. Matthew 19. <laughs> Matthew 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord's with you. The Lord's with you when you're, when you're out there and you're... And you're at your, at your job, and you're out there at the gas station or the restaurant. The Lord's with you, man. He's there. He's there with you, and he's going he's gonna to work with you. Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature um, of the whole of the human race. Amen. This is our, this is our mandate. Amen. You cannot complain at the state of the world and not do anything. Then you've lost the right to complain in my eyes. You've lost the right to complain if you don't do anything about it. If you have the answer, then you need to do something about it. Amen. Amen. Or else you've just lost the right, then, then you're just reserving the right to complain. Those kids, those kids are terrible. Well, yeah, you need to go lay hands on them kids. Yeah, them little, them little heck raisers. Yeah, you need to go lay hands on them, them guys. That's why it bothers you. It, it bothers you for a reason. He's supposed to do something about it. That's why it's bothering you. That's why you're losing sleep over it. Because you're supposed to do something about it. You. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So the Lord will work with you. What's a a sign? Hey, um, you walk into your job and your coworker says, hey, I have a headache. Oh, let me just pray with you. And the headache's gone. It's a sign. That's a sign, right? 
That's a, the Lord will work with you to confirm his word. But the word needs to, you know, I mean, if you want to get technical, he confirms his word with signs. So the word has to go first before the signs come. Right? If you really want to get. Because how many know that the devil can produce signs too, right? He can masquerade as an angel of light, right? I had this guy call me the other day, the weirdest call I've ever gotten at this ministry. Hey, I, I, just, I just need a word. And, bro, if you're here today, I love you. I just need a word. Hamburgers. What, what do you want me to tell you? I just, I don't know. I just need a word. Um, in the beginning... God created that. Oh, what do you want me to, you don't know, I don't know what he wanted, but he, he wanted like a, like a word of prophecy, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, bro, it's as the spirit wills, you know, and right now the spirit, <laughs> I'm getting nothing right now. Um, do you have a Bible? Yeah, I got a Bible. Oh, well, there's a lot of words in there for you. How about you crack it open? <laughs> I just, I just prayed for him. And, um, but yeah, I'm like, bro, you can't live off prophecy alone. I'm like, even, even Jesus said that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out from the mouth of God. So I was like, if you're, you can't live from prophecy to prophecy. That much I do know is true. Because if you're looking for a sign, the devil can produce one. Because he knows the word too. So I said, if you need to, well I, well, I don't really hear from the Lord. Well, pick up the word of God. It's this voice. That's him. That's the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the word, the signs back follow the word of God. Amen. So you lead someone to the Lord. Hey, um, and it's, you know, a lot of times you don't need a, you don't need a word of wisdom. Like, hey, um, I see your foot's in the cast. It's not a word of wisdom. It's just someone's foot in the cast. Let me, let me pray for that thing. Jesus. You know what I mean? Allow the Lord to use you. After, you know what I mean? There's always the next level. There's always the next level, right? You lead them to the Lord. You get them filled with the Holy Ghost right there on the street. What? Can we just get, can we just get through leading them to the Lord first? Yeah, there, but there's always another level. Amen. So you pray for them, lead them to the Lord, get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and then pray for healing. Pray for a sign. I remember one, I prayed for this one girl, and, on the street, and it was my first time doing the next level, which is getting them Filled with the Holy, Holy Ghost, with the evidence of praying in tongues, right? So I said, well, um, you know, just the same faith it takes to be filled with the Holy Spirit is the same faith it took for you to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. It doesn't take more faith. It's the same amount of faith. So I said, do you know that you're saved? Yes. I was like, okay, well, then that's that same faith that, that, that we're going to use to, you know, the Lord's going to fill you and you're going to pray in tongues. Anyway, it's shot out of her. It was like, it shot right out of her. She just, -ma 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 -ma, and then she caught herself. <laughs> she caught herself. It was a funny thing. -ma -ma -ma. Whoa, what was that? What was that? <laughs> I said, it's okay. It's okay. That's, that's her, her spirit man just came alive, right? I was asking Pastor Caleb, today, I was like, so do unsaved people have a spirit man? He said, yeah. He said, bro, I was just thinking about that. That's crazy. He said, um, they do. It's just, it's asleep. It's not awoken yet. So when you ask the Holy Spirit into your heart, their spirit man goes, you know, be, be, becomes awake and becomes active. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Your faith must be completely based on the word of God. You are not alone. The Lord will confirm his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are good. 
you are good. The Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. I remember when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of praying in tongues, I was little. I was about maybe 13, and I remember it clearly. This, 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 it was, it was, it was Sister, Sister Lynette in the church basement. Well, not the church basement, but like, it was like the bottom floor of the church. And Sister Lynette prayed for me, and I started praying in tongues, but then no one, no one took the time to tell me what it was for. So I stopped using it. Like, you talk about a 12-year-old, right? Like, I'm praying in tongues, and then it was like, all right, go on your way. And I'm like, what was that? I need information. I need to know what I use this for. I need to know what, what this weird noise is coming out of my mouth. What do I use it for? What is it? You know what I mean? So I just didn't use it. And then I went to Bible school. And when I went to Bible school, I missed Re- Revival Week. I didn't go to Revival Week. I came to the first day of class. And... <laughs> I walk into class, I sit down, Pastor Todd at the time, who was the dean, came up and said, hey, um, Pastor Rodney's running a little late. First of all, it was, I was shocked because I knew Pastor Rodney, and it was that Pastor Rodney that came up. I was like, who is this guy? Anyway, so he goes, all right, Pastor Rodney's running a little late. Everyone stand up and just pray in the Holy Ghost. And everybody, 250, 250 people stood up at the same time and started praying in the Holy Ghost. When I say everybody... Everybody stood up and was praying. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? Because I don't even know if this thing is real, this talking and speaking in tongues thing. It was like a roar. It was a roar that covered the entire room. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself into here? Because I think I was I think I was filled with praying in tongues. I think I did it once, but I don't know. And now I'm here. And now 200 people are just doing this thing. And I'm standing there like a... I'm standing there like a, like a Canadian goose in a, in a storm. <laughs> it was crazy, right? I was just standing there. Like... Amen. Hallelujah. And the guy next to me is like, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And then I went to so. So then I went to soul winning training, which is what we have every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Come out. So we have soul winning training, and then the the pastor is like, "If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, come up here right now, because if you go out there without the Holy Ghost, you're gonna be you're gonna meet some characters. You need the Holy Ghost inside of you when you when, when you go out there. Because we were going to the hood. We were going to like you know." <laughs> This is in Tampa, so everyone, every one of these Tampa people, no Fletcher and Fowler around that area, because that's where we go soul winning. Rough, rough area. I remember one time I was soul winning, this cop drove up to us and was like, what are y'all doing here? And we're like, oh, we're soul winning. And he's like, you, you can't be in here. There's murderers in here. I said, show me the murderers. Where they at? Where the murderers at? And he's like, you're crazy. And he drove off. I want to pray for some murderers. Come on. Hallelujah. But anyway, that's how rough it is over there. So anyway, so, so I line up. I go on the line. 
Apparently, I was the only one because everyone else prayed in the Holy Ghost. So I stood up there, and he, when he laid his hands on me, guys, like a flood came out. It was like, it was like, a, like a wall that was dammed up that was broke through, and the water just came rushing. I mean, it was like, and it, like, and like, it was advanced tongues. It wasn't like something that was like, ra-da-da-da-da. It was like, it was like, it was like amazing. It was awesome. It was so, oh, it was, um, I didn't want to stop praying in the, I didn't want to stop. Like, he's like, all right, man, we got to, we, 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 we got to get going. Hold on, hold on. I'm still, it was, it was so awesome. But, and it was, and like, he was like, man, like that was inside of you for a little bit, huh? I was like, yeah, since I was 12. I was like, since I was 12, it's just been there, not being, not being used, not being used, not being used. And, you know, he's like, and when he, when he laid hands on me, man, it came out. It was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your Holy Ghost, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, man. And my life's never been the same. He speaks to me. He teaches me. He guides me. He warns me. He comforts me. You know what I mean? He's he's the one I lean. He's 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 the one I lean on. Um, and he's a person. He's a real person. He's a real person. He's not a dove. It's like a dove, not a dove. He's a real person with 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 feelings, and and you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit and all this kind of stuff, you know. And you know, the the way the way you speak. How do you create relationships in the natural? You speak. Right? I know what my wife likes because I speak to my wife. If I never spoke to my wife, how would, I, how would we form a relationship? There's no way. We're not made that way. We're not made by osmosis to form relationships. You know what I mean? Like if a guy ever comes up to you and just stands next to you like this, he's a creep. You know what I mean? If he opens his mouth and goes, hello, my name is Mark, then you're like, oh, this guy's normal. You know what I mean? So we're made to converse. We're made to have. And the same way, that's, that's what praying in the Holy Ghost is. It, 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 it tightens that relationship with you and the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, that's what it does. Listen, if you're filled right now, just pray it out. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm getting drunk. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's, how you, that's how you connect that. That's how you get a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. You talk to him. Yes. Amen. Praying in tongues. You, Uttering mysteries. All right? The devil don't know what you're saying. They were like, what did he just say? <laughs> I can't use anything to attack him with right now. Because he listens to you. He listens to you. Right? He don't know what you're saying. He's confused. <laughs> Hallelujah. How God anointed, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How God anointed Antonio. How God anointed Leilani. How God anointed Melody. How God anointed Jessica. Insert your name right there. Amen. You are anointed. You are anointed. Well, how am I anointed? Well, you're sitting here, aren't you? What's the anointing? It's God's manifest presence. Is God's presence in the room? Amen. Ah, his anointing is in the room. Yeah. So you're just getting soaked in it. Right. right? All these empty chairs getting soaked in it. Right? 
That's the, it's, the, the anointing is transferable, isn't it? So you're anointed. That's answered right there. Hallelujah. Luke 4, 18, 19, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The anointing is the most valuable thing on earth. You can't buy one drop. Of the, there's not enough money to buy one drop of God's anointing. Not enough money on this earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are anointed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember one time I was praying for this Baptist church. I was playing, not praying, playing for this Baptist church. And um, it was awesome. They were awesome people, great people. But um, um, I, I remember when I went and I sat down with the, with the, the worship leader. And I said, listen, let me, just, let me just say this before we go anywhere. I said, you don't have enough money to pay me what I'm worth. And she's like... What? I said, there's not enough money on earth for you to pay me what the Lord's put on the inside of me. You don't have it. So I'll take an offering from you, but you don't have enough to pay me what I'm worth. And she was like, I've never heard anyone talk like that. She's like, that's epic. Because, because my confidence is not in man. My confidence is in the Lord. And I know who I am. And I know what the Lord's placed on the inside of me. I know the price he's paid. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's no amount of money on earth that can, that can buy the anointing. And, and, and when people, and that's what the world is sick of. This, they're tired of this muddied water. They're tired of this, this muddy anointing. This, they need the real. You know what I mean? They need the real. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing. If you open your mouth, God will fill it. But you got to be used. The Lord can use a donkey. That's my prayer all the time. I was like, you use a donkey, Lord. Me. Use me. I'm here. Hallelujah. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the othermost parts of the world. So clearly the power is for, to be a witness. That's what that verse says. The power of God is to be a witness. The power of God is not only to laugh and cry and roll around on the floor and do all these awesome things. The power of God is literally to be a witness. Amen. Hallelujah. You can, you can lead worship in front of hundreds, but you can't lead someone to the Lord. Something's wrong. Right? You can talk on the phone for hours about random stuff, but you can't lead someone to the Lord. Something's going on. There's a, there's a, there's a disconnection there somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You have the power, and the power is for a purpose. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Identity. When you lead someone to the Lord, it helps you with your own identity. It does. It helped me. It helped me know who I am. And it finally, it felt so good to finally step into what the Lord, uh, what, what I was supposed to be doing. Right? It helps you with, and it lets the devil know that you know who you are, too. Right? Tongue talking. Mm. Casting the devil out of people, seeing people heal the devil. Man, come on. It helps you with their identity. Perfect example. Peter. How does Peter go from a guy that denies Christ three times to after the Holy Ghost fell on him, stood up and in the same day, 3,000 get saved. 
Do you think he's remembered as the guy who denied Jesus? Or do you think he's remembered as the guy that stood up one day and 3,000 get saved in one day? Identity. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter. He denied Christ three times. After that, the Holy Ghost came upon him and was filled with the power of God. Stood up and 3,000 got, got, got saved. And when he preached, you go read Acts 2. That man preached. Hallelujah. Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. That man knew who he was. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it but the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And it goes on, and it goes on. The whole, just go read the whole chapter. Amen. Read the whole chapter, too, and see what he says. I mean, that's a little snippet of what he said. Helps you to, it helps you to know who you are in Christ. It helped me so much when I led someone to the Lord. Man, I, you could have shot me out of a cannon. I was so happy. I was like, wait. Like, when they, when they were saying the prayer, it was like, this is actually happening. They're actually repeating this prayer after me. This has not happened in my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Helps you. Helps you figure out who you are. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you know that you're unlocking people's destinies? Because it, it clearly says that they're a new creation, right? A new creation is something that's never been seen before. It's never been thought of. It's never been experienced. It's brand new. Assumptions send people to hell. That's just the, just that's the truth of it. You know, the Lord's, when the Lord speaks to you about leading someone to the Lord, and you're like, ah, they don't need, they don't need you, Jesus. They've got it all together. They got a little cross on their, <laughs> on their car thing. They're fine. Amen. I don't need to tell anyone here what assumptions do. Everyone knows the thing, right? <laughs> I don't need to say it. No, I won't say it. But you know what it is. Hallelujah. We are not containers. We are vessels. Amen. We're not containers. So you come in here, you get filled up. Woo, Jesus! The Lord touches you, snot, all this stuff. You're being touched, laughing. Then you got to go out and you got to pour it out. Right? So we're, we're filled up. We come in here, we get filled up to be poured out. Amen. That's how, that's how, that's how we are the work. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not containers. We are vessels. Amen. To be used by Christ. To be used by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And prayer is so important. Prayer is so important, you know. But, but faith without works is what? Dead. So we can pray until you're blue in the face and the Lord can move, but he wants to use you. What's my part, Lord? What's my part, Lord Jesus? And you go out and you do it. You pray like it depends on you. All, it all depends on God. But you go out and you do it like it all depends on you. And he will meet you there. The Lord will meet you. Amen. Just got to open your mouth and you got to just speak it. Hallelujah. You are a soul winner no matter what your initial calling is. No matter if whatever your initial calling is. If you're a plumber, you're a soul winner. If you're, um, in con- if you're a police officer, you're a soul winner. If, you know, whatever you do, whatever you do, you are a soul winner. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I've got so much notes. You know, people desire a spiritual depth of Christianity, but they miss the fact that they're actually called to be, to be soul winners. You know what I mean? 
They want spiritual depth, but they don't understand, man, I've, I've actually been called to make a difference in my realm of influence, right? Wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.